Have you ever had one of those days when you're having trouble with your car, your phone won't work, your kids are yelling, your coworkers are just not on point? That never happens to me, by the way. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, seriously, have you ever had a day when it just seems like too much and you are over it with overwhelm? Do you have a not so perfect life? I mean, we may look like we have it all together, but the truth is we all have stuff. Unbroken provides a brave space where we women can take off the mask, share our secret struggles and our secrets to success. Unbroken, doing life better together. Have you ever had one of those seasons in life when it seems like if something can go wrong, it does? Well, today, Galen and I are going to be talking about overwhelm and how we can get over overwhelm. Galen, good morning. Good morning. How are you today, Jay? Fantastic. Now, if you don't know us, uh, Galen is my right-hand producer I'm Janae. I do a lot of different things, entrepreneur, television producer, wife, mom, all the things. And we are working on this movement of women who want to take action and create change, change within our own lives, change within our communities, our families, and ultimately the world. And that is kind of like climbing Mount Everest <laughs> without any prior mountain climbing training. And Galen, describe what this is like, the journey. This journey, let's see. I think you started off really, really well. It is definitely a mountain climb without training or preparation for the altitude um, and the backpacks that we're carrying. But luckily, you know, we get to take turns carrying the heaviest portion of the backpack. But at the end of the day, we all are looking at that top of the mountain. And we're going to get there. But overwhelm, Oof. faith, that's where we set. Yeah, faith. And faith is that confidence in things that we cannot see. So maybe I've got a friend right now and her son is in pediatric ICU and not doing well. And she is having faith that a miracle is going to happen and that he is going to be okay. Or maybe you've got this grand idea that you want to take to market. And it's like, how do I climb this mountain? If you are doing big things, you are going to get overwhelmed. And so today, Galen and I just want to share a couple of things that we are doing, present tense, um, because what we're doing is big. And it does take a lot to not get overwhelmed. So Galen, what would you say is one of your big suggestions for dealing with overwhelm? For me, one is pausing. Just pause for a minute. Give yourself a minute to assess what you're thinking and feeling because overwhelm usually arises feelings. Not a doctor, but those thoughts lead to the feelings, which then kind of a spiral of burnout and overwhelm. So I like to take a minute. For me, it's outside. And then sit down and write it down like a math problem. See if I can't organize it, prioritize it, and decide what has to happen now, what can happen later, what's the need to have, like you say. 
what's the have to have or the need to have and what's the nice to have. Um, that really helps me. How about you? Well, you mentioned pause for a moment. And for me, when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I pause, uh, my coach actually suggested that I feel my fingers. So I actually, well, you, if you see me, sometimes I even do this speaking. I am feeling my fingers because when I'm touching something, that's bringing me back to the present. A lot of times with overwhelm, it can come because of what was, things in the past that maybe are being triggered in the present, or it can come from what if, so then I'm focused on the future. So when I am touching my fingers, it brings me back to what is. That's one suggestion. The second thing that has been helpful for me is to focus on what I can control. So often, things that happen are beyond our control. And studies show that 98% of the time, we are focused on things that are beyond our control. We are focused on things that might happen or perhaps another person's reaction or potential crisis. And so by focusing on what I can control, A, it feeds my control tendencies, which is very helpful. Um, but then B, it allows me to actually make progress and move forward to something like those lists that you mentioned. What are some of those other things, Galen, that you do when you're feeling overwhelmed? I love that you brought up the touching. Um, one of my recommendations, which has always worked for me, is a couple of jumping jacks or some push-ups. Anything physical that forces your brain back into your body and into the present. Because to your point, we're either feeling bad or shameful or guilty about the past or we're nervous and anxious about what if in the future. So the more we can get into the present, I love your aspect of what can I control? What can I do? And that's kind of what I mesh together. That's kind of what I'm looking for whenever I sit down to write. I know I spoke of it vaguely, but your tips are very good. I agree. Uh, same with you. And one of the things that Galen and I really work hard to do is to focus on the priorities versus the urgencies. So many times the urgent confuses the priorities. Hey, someone's calling. I've got to answer it right now. It's urgent. But is it really the priority? So by making that list that Galen referenced and really having things laid out, what are the priorities? And then I would say, after I list those priorities, what are the two to three things I'm going to tackle today? And I say two to three, because when I'm feeling overwhelmed, today I'm going to knock off 20 things on my to-do list. And then when I don't accomplish those, I am feeling further deflated and overwhelmed. So what are two to three things that you can do today? Galen, what else you got? I really like where we're, where we're going with this. Um, sometimes I think we have conversations about things that we need to say out loud because we need to hear them. Um, for sure, really just focusing on the one to two things giving yourself some grace and being okay that the one thing on your checklist that was the priority, it may have taken all day long. 
Mm-hmm. You may not have immediate gratification. It's not like mowing a lawn every time it's something on the to-do list where you can look out and be like, ah, it looks beautiful. Um, so if you have any of those things, just make sure you keep track of the things that you have completed as well. Even if it's your morning time self-care, that goes on my to-do list every day so that it doesn't ever slip priority-wise. And that's what comes first. So last week I shared a video that at the end of every day, um, and particularly I started this practice when I was making some significant changes in my life personally, which subsequently led to significant changes in my life professionally. But I was really beating myself up with overwhelm about some of the mistakes that I had made. So at the end of the day, I started journaling what was one thing I was thankful for and one thing that was I was proud of. And it was crazy because when I posted that video, it got really good response. And I think it's because we are in such a fast paced society. So many things are coming at us. It can feel very overwhelming and like we're not making progress. But when we focus on what we have to be grateful for, A, we come from a mindset of gratitude and gratefulness versus what's not happening. And then what we're proud of, we start to affirm some of the process and progress that we have made. And so it might be like Galen was saying, don't worry if that one thing on your checklist takes all day, be grateful that you stayed in the ring and completed it. So what are those things that you're thankful for, that you're proud of, that can remind you of the progress you're making? Now, I have a question for us, and this will start with Galen. True or false, Galen, God does not give us more than we can handle. You think that's true or false? And if you're listening, by the way, I'd love for you to answer. You think that's true or false? God does not give you more than you can handle. I am also excited to see what the responses of others are. And I do want yours. For me, this is a tough thing to answer. So for a really long time, I truly believe that God doesn't give me more than you can handle. And I would look and compare myself to others to, you know, neutralize whatever bad things or overwhelming things were going on in my life. But in the last 10 years, that's really shifted on what I focus on and how I feel about it. Because we all have a lot of big things, big stuff that has happened. And I think that God gives us what we need to make sure that we rely on him. So it's not more than we can handle as long as we're handling it with God. So it's not a very good answer for you. I do. I love it. And I think there are so many things that we've heard over the years that we start to adopt them as biblical truths. God will never give you more than you can handle. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. It doesn't. And to Galen's point, I mean, when we are weak, he is strong. And so for me, I believe that statement is false because like you said, we're not designed to do life in our own strength. This whole self-help, self-confidence, self-esteem. For me, I tried all those self things and they did not work. (laughs) And I'm a type A control freak. So I did them to the 150th percent. So if ever there was going to be self-help that would work, it should have worked on me, but it didn't. 
And I think that part of the reason for that is because we're not meant to do things in our own strength. I think about David and Goliath. And David, if you're not familiar with that story, Goliath was a giant. And David was a little person with a slingshot. And like Goliath had all the real armor that you needed. And David did not. But what did he have? He had the Lord fighting with him. And it reminds me of a scripture in Exodus, um, Exodus 14, 14. The battle belongs to the Lord. You have to only be still. And for me, as a type A person, when I am overwhelmed, being still is the last thing I want to do because part of the way I deal with anxiety is by doing something. Galen, your thoughts on that? Same. Um, My mom will tell you and I can tell you that if I can't move, and by move, make progress, if I'm not seeing or feeling and I feel like I can't move, that is a huge hindrance for me. So if there's a lot of churn on a topic or if there's something that we just can't resolve, it's, I just get really, really frustrated. Um, And my mom expressed it. I know I started with that, that before I could crawl and chase my older siblings, I cried all the time. I'd be so happy as long as someone was playing with me, but if there were others that I wanted to go play with and things that I wanted to go do, I would just cry because as a baby, you don't have any other recourse. And I was like, oh, well, that's fun because now as an adult, yeah, I don't cry, but I do still feel that that frustration. And so being aware of it does help me to moderate it. But there are recent examples where I felt overwhelmed, frustrated, but like things weren't moving. And I took action to resolve one thing to get one thing done. Yeah. And sometimes the one thing that you can control and get done is not the thing that's keeping your head on fire. Mm -hmm. So for example, Galen mentioned she has to move. I'm the same way. Last night in Texas, it was, I don't know, 106 degrees. Add the heat index, probably at 110. And I'm not mowing the yard. Perfect lines may have not been the priority. Um, but for me, it was a way to do movement. It was a way to focus my physical strength into something to where I could see progress. And as we say with Unbroken, we are not perfect. We are simply women figuring life out better together. And as Galen and I have shared today, we've talked about a lot of ways to get over overwhelm. And so we'll just recap really quickly on focusing on what you can control. What are the priorities versus the urgencies? Pause. First thing that Galen mentioned. Do that first, by the way. So by pausing, finding, uh, making a task list. Galen, what were some of the other things that we mentioned? I think we said pause, journal task list or priority list. And even in between those two, it can come third or second is do something physical to get yourself back in your body, whether it's you're touching your fingers or push-ups or setups or going for a walk, something that gets your brain back into your body so that you can begin to start to focus on what the true priorities are and take action. And focusing on what you can control. And one thing that we know firsthand 
is that when we are feeling overwhelmed, we tend to show up differently. And that can really impact your coworkers. It can impact your family. And so by doing some of these practical things to get a handle on what's going on, your energy is going to change. Your body language will change. And we really do have the power to influence. I didn't say control, but I said influence what's going on by focusing on what we can control, by shifting some of that energy into a positive way. Um, one of my favorite scriptures, and it was one of the first ones I learned as a kid, and now my kiddo says it all the time, or maybe I force him to say it when he's not wanting to do something. But that is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so today, we don't know where you're looking for your encouragement or your hope. Um, we hope that we've given you some practical, tactical tips that can help. One last thing that we'll share with you is you don't have to do life alone. Phone a friend. If you're feeling overwhelmed, I know that for me, sometimes it's hard to admit that because I like to think that I can do all the things all the time. Galen's raising her hand. She can relate. But ask for help. And if you can't ask for help, then just at least be honest and vulnerable with your feelings. Because when we realize that we don't have to do life alone, we're not alone, it can really add some wind, much needed wind to your sail, especially when you're dealing with overwhelm. And if you don't have a brave, supportive community, join us at theunbroken.org. We've got an app that you can jump on soon. It's in beta and being tested now. But we are doing life better together. And we would love for you to join us. If you like what you're hearing, please share this with a friend. And follow me at Real Janae Hill on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.